Hi, this is Delano from DelanoBound.com, also RopeDojo.com. This podcast is for adults 18 or older. Hi, and welcome to another MasterCast. Thank you so much for downloading. Happy holidays, by the way. And yes, I say happy holidays because I consider myself a foot soldier on the war on Christmas. I figure if Bill O'Reilly mentions the MasterCast, it would be a boon for the MasterCast. So I'm calling you out, Bill. Uh, let's see what's going on. So much. Been so busy lately, but thankfully I actually have a week of vacation time starting today. The day this is being released. So I've got so much stuff I want to do. I'm going to reply to a lot of emails. There are a lot of uh, uh, really great comments out there that I've, I just haven't had time to reply to. I plan on booking more guests and lots of stuff. So my vacation, yes, I'll be working. But I'll be working for you. So you see? So... Oh, oh, Formspring. Now, again, on the front of the Mastercast website, which is, I don't know, it still feels like it's a clunky website. I'm thinking of changing it. Again, maybe I'll do that on vacation. Uh, on the front of the website, you can see uh, there's a little section where you can ask your own questions. Some people have been taking advantage of that, and there's been some really great questions. I'll just give you a few examples. If you could play with one well-known kinkster, who would it be, why, and what would you do? That is such a great question, and I have no idea what the answer is to that one. Another good question. Stingy or thuddy? I like study myself. That's what I... That's just... You know, everyone's got their thing. Don't judge me. Uh, another question about uh, chassis. I don't, again, I don't know the answer to this one because we haven't had someone on to talk about chassis. But um, how safe is long-term continuous use of male chassis devices? I think as long as it doesn't rust over, I think it's, it should be fine. But, uh, you know, again, that's something that if we have someone on, hopefully we will, who knows a lot about chassis, we can... Uh, get that taken care of um but just so many form spring questions and i really appreciate it now if you don't hear your question in the next few episodes that's because i've recorded quite a few episodes and so i'm backlogged so you can expect your question just it'll take a few months trust me of course i want to remind you that this episode of the massacast is brought to you by eden fantasies you can visit edenfantasies.com browse their extensive library of personal sex toys bondage gear sexual health products and so much more also, you'll find product reviews from orgasm tinkers just like you. I was seeing someone uh, just the other day. Someone tweeted about how much they love Eden Fantasies, the fact that you can comment on toys. Uh, you don't have to be a member or anything like that. You don't have to, you know, pay some special amount just to comment on a toy and, you know, give your review. Uh, that's the great thing about it. It's honest reviews from people who have used it. Eden Fantasies, you can save 20% on your order so you can try it and... Review it yourself. Enter EFCAST, E-F-C-A-S-T, upon checkout and save 20% on your order. This episode, it's the continuing series of kinky sex around the globe. I said this kind of casually, and it's turned into a thing now. We're uh, now able to interview people from around the world thanks to the magic of Skype. Uh, and this time, it's uh, we're going to Germany. A listener, uh, Mal, actually emailed said he'd be willing to be interviewed and i thought this would be perfect 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 to uh to talk to him via skype talk about what it's like in the german kink scene talk about his personal experiences of course and uh, and what it's like being there because i just imagine germany being the kinkiest place in the universe uh but also uh, i i asked him about uh sexual tourism in germany what should you do what should you not do and uh, what's the scene like there? So here's my conversation with Mal. You mentioned uh, you you refer to yourself as a daddy. How do you? Uh, yeah. How do you? How is that different 
uh, in your mind than being uh, a dominant or being a top? I think the the most important part that's di different to me when I first started identifying as a daddy was just that I was a nice guy. <laughs> and I thought, well, uh, I'm not distanced. I'm not too cruel. Um, I need a different word so people know something different to expect of me. Right. But um, uh, over time, um, I, I realized that um, I, well, I, I identified more strongly with a daddy. Um, I really like caring for people and, uh, you know, maybe tucking a submissive into bed or reading a bedtime story or uh, I, I, I once had, had a girlfriend and um, I distinctly remember we were just sitting in the grass in a park uh, and I was just holding her for half an hour and, and she said, well, she felt so safe and wonderful, but what did I get out of it? And I thought, well, this was awesome. I just got to hold you and be responsible and uh, give you this feeling of safety. It really turned my crank too. So um, I think that's something that's not usually, if, if you're like a sir, a slave owner or something like that, you probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. And um, then I remember, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but there's another podcast on the internet. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. It's uh, called Power and Practice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely familiar with it. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. And they had two episodes about uh, being a daddy. And that really, um, well, it spoke to me in a way. I said, yeah, there are these dark parts and this um, familial, fa yeah, familial power. I think it's familial if it comes from the family. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Because everybody's got a parent and, and you know, or if you, even if you don't have a father, you uh, sort of know uh, from, from the media, uh, father figures uh, all around. And um, th this is kind of where the power comes from um, for me. And there are some incestuous overtones there, even though I'm not into inter incest. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I, I'm not sure w w whether I'm supposed to clarify this because I think I, I noticed on Fat Life, uh, Daddy and a uh, little girl is a lot more accepted there um, than in in Germany. I, I think in, on the slave central side, I'm maybe the only one or one of the few who identifies Daddy, mm -hmm. and I constantly get get messages like. Ooh, I don't want to be your daughter. Uh, you, you like fucking kids or something like that because yeah. it's really nothing that the German scene knows. It, it's it's not a term that's known here. Right. I, there, there's uh, you know I, I think you're right because there are a lot of I have a lot of friends who really like the um, uh, they like dressing like a little girl. They like sometimes acting younger than they are yeah. like you know they they like the idea of being the innocent schoolgirl type of thing uh yeah and and i mean that's that, that's what i always say it can be just a role play part it yeah. can i mean dressing up as a schoolgirl or even just framing your relationship in a way i mean it's just don't call me sir call me daddy yeah. it's not that big of a, of a difference and i did have have a Unfortunately, only a single date with with an adult girl, mm -hmm. someone who really regressed into 
be becoming a, a younger childlike um, person. Mm -hmm. And I think her inner girl was about seven or eight. Yeah. But um, she had read I, I Identified as Daddy. And up until then, I, I hadn't really thought about that kind of uh, um, person or relationship. And um, this could be another way. And I th I, when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, well, this could really work out. And s sometimes she's just an adult and sometimes she needs to be cared for and cuddled. It sounds really awesome. Um, so um, even though diapers are not my kind of thing, um, I would still say, well, if somebody is really into diapers, I'm willing to accommodate. I'm, I'm willing to accommodate a lot. Yeah. I, well, I, can, I can definitely see uh, how people would be confused uh, by, by that. Um, um, and I think also, for some reason, the daddy... Um, the daddy persona or the daddy uh, identifier is very accepted in the gay scene. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there's the there's a a lot. I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've seen too many um, instances where people you know thought oh that's weird you know. Um, yeah, but but still I think the leather daddy is something different again. Yeah, it's it's also kind of a mentor figure and. Uh, I just, I just want to be the guy say, well, do you really want to go out in these clothes, little girl, young lady? Come over here. <laughs> and I'm sure there's plenty of people listening, plenty of women listening who totally get off on that. So, um, Yeah, well, if, if you live in Germany, call me up. <laughs> so you, you, asked, you mentioned DS as well. DS is not nearly as uh, popular as just, you know, uh, the general kink scene, BDSM. Uh, the idea of two people having completely different dynamics outside of a scene, um, outside of an, an, you know, a direct play scene, um, mm -hmm. is, is not as popular here. Um, I think it might be getting a, growing a little bit. I think, there, you know, DS, uh, a master-slave relationship or mistress-slave relationship are beca is becoming more popular a little bit. But... Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, at the same time, it's it's still not nearly as prevalent as just the people who just like to do play scenes and and anything outside of the bedroom is kind of uncalled for or not uncalled for, but it it's just un misunderstood or people aren't interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, is the is kink outside the bedroom? You know, in, in as far as DS, is that is that fairly popular there? Well, it it is it is prevalent. Um, but I, I too would say that that just keeping it in the bedroom is is more prevalent, is is more accepted, and you know just every Saturday evening uh, we get the furry handcuffs out and yeah play a little bit is is it's easy and and as I said a little bit is is just similar to the play parties when you just well a little bit spanking with a brush that's no big deal really yeah. Anybody can do this. Um, it's just a little fun bringing in the bedroom and really playing with power dynamics is something else still. it's uh, I wouldn't say it's better, but it's different. It's more complex, more complicated often. Um, so I guess it's natural that not all people do this. So I want to add there also, of course, daddy-girl relationships. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that, that is, I think, I think, I think that's one thing that 
uh, people get really confused about it and they also probably think, wow, that's a lot of work. You know, a lot of people kind of, um, they, they think that if, and they also think that if you do have a DS relationship that uh, it hinders the other person's personality or it hinders both personalities because they can't be relaxed. They always have to be in character. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I think there's a lot of people who kind of, they just, they misunderstand. They don't see uh, what it's like. We're, like when people come over, like Sada and I, we have a DS relationship. Um, yeah. But it's not, you know, there, there are, there are, there are like anything else, there are degrees, right? It's not like. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, do do you have I, I don't know what you call it in, uh, in in English maybe it's also called a dimmer where where you can um, turn uh, a dial and and the degree of light yeah. you you're uh, right mm -hmm. and sometimes you you just uh, want to have full light or everything illuminated mm -hmm. and sometimes you just dial the dial down and it's really low key lighting yeah. And that's similar to, to the DS relationship. Sometimes you just have a sm slow, small undercurrent, and sometimes you say, well, now it's full power. Yeah. Do your friends and your family know that you're kinky? Yes. Uh, how, yes. how did that, how did, um, is that just something that you told them, or uh, they come out a certain way? Or? Um, well, it, it it was the the more I, I uh, experienced myself with with um, kink and BDSM, um, the more it became a part of me, and I thought, well, I do, I just don't want to be just Saturday night evening. Um, now now I get the leather pants out, um, and the more I, I felt secure uh, with myself, uh, I, I felt secure. First, I told my best friends. Um, which uh, one? Uh, my best friend uh, is is a lesbian woman. Well, of course, a, a lesbian. Yeah. And we we often joke that um, the lesbian scene isn't very kink friendly here, and the kink scene, to my um, disappointment, it's very heterosexual. Yeah. Um, women are supposed, of of course, submissive women especially are supposed to be bisexual, but. Uh, Everything else is heterosexual. There's not a big overlap with um, the gay scene or the lesbian scene. And so we often joke that we are the two tolerant ones. She's a tolerant <laughs> lesbian. I'm the tolerant uh, daddy do dominant. <laughs> so obviously the conversation with her went, went pretty well. The rest of your friends, was it just like, oh, okay, that's just something you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so sometimes I, I, I uh, talk a little bit about, about, about stuff that happens and, and they, uh, at least my other good friend, uh, and um, he always says, well, I, I've got strange stories to tell, which probably to him I have. Though he said he was um, uh, submissive on demand, is what he called it. Yeah. Because he, he had some kind of a, a short-term relationship with a dominant woman and he said, well... Uh, I, I was submissive, but it's it wasn't really my thing. I was just submissive for her. Yeah. So, kind of, and, and even my lesbian friend dabbled in it. So, um, strangely enough, the two people are really uh, specifically told uh, in in a face to face conversation um, they had experience with with it themselves. There is. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Your family. Yeah, okay. Your, your family. Did your family? Yeah. Right. Um, last last Christmas, uh, I uh, set up an Amazon wish list, and I just put on uh, 
BDSM books and uh, kinky erotic novels on mm -hmm. it. And then uh, I told my brother that I had set up an Amazon wish list because I knew he would tell my father and my father would say, oh, thank God I don't have to think about what to buy him. I can look there. And I just wanted to see whether he would go through buying stuff from there. It was sort of a joke yeah, and sort of coming out. And uh, he didn't. <laughs> But uh, I, he, he did buy me books. So, so um, when, when unpacking the presents, I was a little curious what would happen yeah but they were just normal books and then i, I just recently came came out on my blog and uh, talked about um how i i had problems um putting my dominance and my feminist ideas in, in into um a combination and, how and my that? father just uh, sent me a text message and said well that's really brave of you but uh, do you think there's gonna be a problem with some uh narrow-minded people and I just said well let's hope not so what uh, what what has the reaction been from the blog have, have most people well most people is, is is a great way to put it because I don't think I have that many readers but um, all the people who commented were were um, pretty uh, supporting yeah well that's good um, You mentioned uh, being a teacher, and you know, do you yeah. think the fact that this is out there, um, you know, a parent Google's you uh, and finds this about you, uh, is this something that's going to be? Uh, you think this will? Be I don't know, really. I, I hope not. I think um, since I'm, I won't convert my blog into a kink blog. Yeah, they they would have to search a little bit more to find this, and uh, in uh, I also think. Um, at least I could argue from a, from a legal standpoint, BDSM is not illegal in Germany and pretty much all practices as long as, as there's a safe word involved and people could theoretically uh, stop at, at every moment and they were okay with it. It's not illegal and it's not against uh, good uh, morals and there's even... Um, been some kind of um, not lawsuit but what the judge does at the end I'm not sure the ruling uh, yeah. the ruling yeah there's even been a ruling that um, being into BDSM doesn't make you a worse parent is no inhi inhibition to be being a single parent and so I think I could argue that way uh, I'm on, on the slave central thing and uh, you have to be registered to to see my my picture but still I'm there and uh, on several blogs I comment I, I usually comment under my own name even though it's just my first name mm -hmm. but uh, if you really dig into it you could find it out still and um, if then it's sort of hidden and uh, it, it, it makes it seem like I'm ashamed of it and I think it would be easier to try to harm me than, than if I just could say, well, yeah, sh sure, I'm kinky. Didn't you read that on my blog? Yeah. This episode of The Mastercast is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Type in EFCAST, E-F-C-A-S-T, to get 20% off your order. There is this preconceived notion of what kinky people in Germany are like. Uh, okay, it, yeah. Based on, based on media, usually, right? Based on how they're... Uh, depicted in media, based on how they're depicted in porn, you know, um, is that... Uh, and it's 
It's it's it's probably a wrong image, but but what are we like? Well, <laughs> most of now granted, most of my uh, porn that I've looked at in the past, whenever I've looked for porn, has been uh, dominant women, right? And okay, yeah. Whenever they say, I mean, for some reason, and I've seen this before, when 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 they'll when some uh, porn will say a dominant German mistress, right, and. And she'll actually be French. You can tell by her accent she's French. Or, or she'll be, you know, or, or whatever. Um, it's, it's I am a, Elsa. I am here to dominate you. Exactly. Uh, it, it's very, it's, it seems very common that if you're going to think of a, of, of a kinky dominant woman from another country, almost always they will, uh, they will you know, call her German, right? And sometimes she is okay. German, right? Uh, and the image is is that she's like Helga from the SS. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that she's okay, very yeah. cold, very cold, very strict, and uh, and you know not not exactly evil. Uh, and it, but but you know very cold. Uh, and I think this is where um, this is where people kind of get the idea that. People in Germany, in, in their BDSM, it's very cold, it's non-emotional, it's very, which of course you're obviously the antithesis of that, you know, you know, but... Um, yes, I hope. But, but, but the idea that the kink scene in Germany is very cold and it's very strict. I think it's, it, it, it depends on, on where you go. Um, if you go to a play party, you will find these people. Um, and... Um, even there's a German tradition called Stammtisch, which is like a regular meeting in in a, in a pub um, where you normally even have the same table, which is what Stammtisch means. It's the same table every Wednesday evening, which is kind of the equivalent to a munch, I think. Yeah. Only that it's in the evening. Um, and if if you go there, I think most people are very personable. Yeah. Uh, but even then, there are some who are just sitting there and, uh, well, you don't have to ask them or see on which hand they're wearing their their uh, ring or whatever. Yeah. You just know, oh, she's a dominant. You can tell because she doesn't need ice cubes in her drink to make it cold. <laughs> um, but... But but I think in, in in play parties a little bit of that is just just a fake and just a performance art. Yeah. Um, I I uh, ha had a girlfriend. She well to me she never really was a submissive. I always thought she was more like a bottom. But um, uh, she she would dominate guys too, and she would be very cruel then. And on play parties, she would really put on an air. And even if, if she was bottoming there, she would say, well, hit me with all you got. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to uh, move away, nothing. But in private, she was totally different. And she even said um, her, uh, the beatings would hurt more in private than, than in public because she kind of was allowed to let herself go. That, that's interesting. And so... Why do you why do you think she felt the need to to do that in in public as opposed to private? I, I think she she tried to prove something and in a way prove how tough she was or just uh, giving the people a good show. Yeah, yeah uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and and I know, and also uh, I find that people if they have a certain personality. Um, 
it's not so much that they they feel kind of pressured from outside influences to uh, magnify certain aspects to their personality. Um, yeah. So it's it's almost like you know you can you know a dominant guy sometimes it, they'll have this idea in their head of what a dominant guy should be, and so they will kind of magnify aspects of their personality in that mm-hmm. you know. And these are also, I mean, uh, these are some. Excuse me. Sometimes the guys who uh, who think you know all, all all women are submissive, even the dominant ones. They're just not. The only reason why they're not submissive yet is because they haven't played with me. You know those kind of guys. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's I, just like all women are heterosexual and just need a good man. Exactly, exactly. That's the exact same, exact same mentality. Um, so, uh, when 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 you're going out to like a, a play party, will you will you only go to play parties if you're you're going to play with someone, or do you go sometimes just to socialize? <laughs> No, so I, I would go to to, to socialize too. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, the first time I I went, uh, I went with with my then girlfriend who had her own submissive, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, well, um, she wanted to play with her girlfriend there on 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 the play party, uh, and uh, I I just came along and said, yeah, okay, I'm I'm gonna look, and, and we sat down and we had, we had a couple of drinks and I watched things and. That was perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Um, so for those for those who are in other countries uh, and they are, you know, thinking of going to Germany to explore Germany to explore the the kink scene, um, do you have any advice for for what they should do, um, uh, where they should go? Yeah. I, well, at best they should they should go to to a big city, of course. Yeah. Um, to uh, Berlin or Hamburg or maybe even the Ruhr area um, if they have a little bit of understanding of German I would advise them to look at the sklavenzentrale.com which is Slave Central mm-hmm. um, because they have a, a section about Termine which is dates and um, there's a calendar there and you, you can pretty much click on any date and you see uh, I'm all, at least on the every weekend there will be something going on there so if if you if you're going to germany it would be probably easy to to look at that calendar maybe even look at which region you're going to be in and see well during that time there are going to be these kind of play parties or meetings or meetups or whatever yeah um and are there are there certain uh certain certain things that people uh, tourists kinky tourists should definitely not do or maybe some preconceived notions that they I think most, most of the things I'm thinking of is just I I would consider just normal uh behavior just uh probably not um doing blood play on uh, 5 minutes in mm-hmm. when you don't know whether that's okay there or yeah. um I will also wait and see whether people are having sex there before doing this because um, a lot of things are organized in, in, in Germany um, by clubs. And um, I, I know w- when you're in the, in the U.S. and you're going to school, most of your activities in, in the afternoon are done by school. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, and we don't have that in Germany. Everything you want to do outside of school, you're gonna go. You're gonna f- go to a club. Yeah, and so everything is organized in a club here, and a lot of kink 
things are organized in a club too, so they often have separate and specific club rules. You you would have to to take a look at. Is there anything specific you'd like to you you'd like to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, I I really need to give you my first date story. I I began talking about it because I I said I was used to to uh, my first dates ending somewhat sexually. Yeah. And I had this first date again, and I thought, well, maybe we're gonna end up at her place, uh, with me living in a student's dorm. We would usually end up at her place and not mine. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm I'm not gonna take all my stuff, but I did take my favorite. Um, flogger this horsehair flogger yeah and i put it in the inside pocket of my jacket and thought well whatever else happens if something happens i've got my favorite flogger and i know not everybody has a horsehair flogger and i really love this thing yeah and we we had this date and i brought some roses and everything was fine and uh, we were sitting outside uh, in the in the summer um at least in germany the, the cafes are putting out chairs on the on the sidewalk so you can sit outside and we thought uh, and, and we saw on the other side there was a cafe that looked more co- cozy and said oh let's go over there and, and we got up and I took my jacket and there was a couple walking by and they stopped and they looked down and the guy pointed to my horsehair flogger lying on the ground oh, and said uh, you lost something <laughs> no was it was it easy for him to tell that it was a horsehair flogger? Or could have could it have been anything? Well, it probably could have been a leather flogger too. Right. So <laughs> they could tell that they could tell it was a flogger. Is what I'm saying. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't kind of crumpled up in a way that it, it, there was no. There no, was no, no, mistake. no. It was just lying there, uh, like like on the prices right. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What was her reaction? Well, uh, her reaction was to laugh loudly. And I laughed too, and I got up the flogger and I brushed it off and I put it back into my pocket. And, uh, well, thankfully enough, I took it in stride and she took it in stride and we laughed about it. And every 10 minutes or so for the rest of the day, she would say, oh, by the way, you lost something. <laughs> so so how, did, how did it end? Um, it, it ended in a kiss on the second date. And uh, this was really my longest uh, kink relationship with that woman. Yeah. So uh, it didn't turn out too badly. Right. So, did, did, so you, you never used the horsehair flogger on her? or? Oh, of course. The first time we, we, we really uh, had sex, I used this. Of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> the couple walking by, their looks, they knew what was going on. and. Mm-hmm. They'd say, yeah, you lost something. It, it, they didn't turn up. They know they didn't say, oh, you pervert, go home. <laughs> oh, are, are, you, uh, are you cool with answering some uh, questions from the listeners? Sure, sure. These are questions that people on, on the, the main website, there's a little box. Uh, I know. I put, I put in a question once, yeah. Oh, what, was, what was your question? Um, if you ask it, I'm going to tell you. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, we've got a lot that I haven't asked yet, so I'll, I'll get to some of these. So probably, so, I know mine was already asked. So oh, if you go by that, then I, it's done. What activity? Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. This is this is a question for submissives. Um, are there any play? Oh, uh, pl- please, please, please ask me the question anyway. I want to know the question now. No, the, what activity? The question was: Is what activity would make you feel so subordinate that would that it would be no longer cool? 
Uh, what would what activity uh, would okay. people show submissive? Well, I I I I can I can uh, tell you an experience I had when I was with with, with a woman. She um, really really she almost needed to get fisted to have an orgasm. And that was diff difficult for me because it made me feel subordinate at, at times when it came down and, and, and I said, well, now I need to get fisted or else I won't have an orgasm. And I wanted to give her an orgasm, but uh, it was also, I need, she needs to get fisted now and I need to fist her. That was difficult. Yeah, I suppose, because that, uh, then you're... Uh, I was not in control in that moment. Yeah. And, yeah. I can see and that, that sounded really German, I think. <laughs> I a, was not in control in that moment. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's perfect. You have a perfect accent for saying that, right? Um, and are there any activities that ever get routine or boring for you? <sighs> mm. The thing is, I, I'm not so much an activity guy. I... I like what it does to people. I like doing things and watching the reaction, watch, uh, get, getting really doing mind games. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is more what I'm into. And so um, I, I guess anything, if I were just doing one thing for an hour, it would become boring to me anyways, Yeah. no matter what it was. Well, what was, what, that what, what was your question? I'm curious. But my question was, um, is there any kind of king you can't help but laugh about? Oh, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Go ahead. What, what, is, what is your kink? What is the kink? That's the question I ask most often, yeah, you by know, the way. And, and I think it's a bad question because I always, you, you always have to say, well, but of course it's okay to do this and I don't really want to laugh about <laughs> no, no, that. No. And that is the best question. So, what is your answer to that question? Uh, I don't get money slavery. Yeah. I really don't get it. Where, where people just send money to, to some, mo mostly the, those are dominant women, and then they say, well, I bought some shoes with it, or I need some money for my rent, pay me now, slave. Yeah. And that's all. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. I think, I think for the most part, that's a lot of the times it's, um, uh, especially it's when the, the submissive feels like he's helping, uh, and he, if he can't do it through other forms of service, that he can mm -hmm. he can do this. It's a very fast way to do it, and um, yeah. and and sometimes, especially, the, I know that there are some submissives who feel guilty about how much money they have. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that all those Wall Street bankers, yes, yes, where your money to dominant women exactly, do it. Exactly. It's a good thing. <laughs> exactly, that's what it is. When uh, you know, and, and uh, someone someone told me that. Um, you know, because I, I take donations for the Massacast, and someone told me that if I was a dominant woman doing the Massacast, that I would probably be able to retire from donations. Because yeah, of, but uh, you, know. you, you could always say at the end of the interview, and now all your listeners pay some money. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I'm totally with you. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it myself. Maybe because I, I don't have a lot of money to spare, but maybe it's a guilt thing. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure, but... Uh, and also that uh, on on the on this German side, there are always ads where people are looking for a submissive submissives uh, um, to work with them. Yeah, and say, well, I have this small firm and I need a submissive secretary. 
Yes. Or something like that. And yeah. I think that's just the worst idea in the world. <laughs> I know. It is. It is so bad. It's like, well, where did you find this person? Did you find him on this job site? No, I found him on the, I found him on FetLife. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, what, what are you going to do? She's a bad secretary. Are you going to keep her because of the sex? Or if, if you don't like each other anymore, are you going to fire her and she's out of a job? It's... Uh, yeah, it's 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 a bad idea all around, right? Uh, thank you all again. Right. Thank you again for doing this. This was really and like I said, oh, thank you. Hopefully, one day, uh, Saad and I will take a trip to Germany and maybe we could uh, meet in person. That would be a lot of fun. And I'll buy a beer. Yeah, as payment for the okay. So. And I, I'll show you then a few few locations. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you to Mal. Uh, for that great conversation. I really appreciated his point of view and talking about Germany. I really, I so want to go now. I so want to go. It sounds like such a nice, relaxed, laid-back kind of place. Uh, other places? Anywhere. If you're a kinkster or know of someone who'd be great to be uh, interviewed via Skype, and if you're comfortable talking, go ahead and shoot me an email, massacast at gmail.com. Once again, this episode has been brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Visit EdenFantasies.com, browse their extensive library of personal toys, bondage gear, sexual health products, and much, much more. You'll also find product reviews from orgasm seekers just like yourself. Look at their free sex positive magazine, Sexes Magazine, for stories, advice from your favorite sex bloggers. And don't forget, enter EFCAST upon checkout. E-F-C-A-S-T, and you'll get 20% off your order. And uh, thank you again for listening. Feel free to donate if you like what you hear and uh, pass the word along if you think your friends will enjoy it. We'll talk to you later and happy holidays. Bye-bye.